All right, so without further ado, here we go. Offside's back. The whole family's here, and we're going to break down the Leafs' end of the season. But before we go anywhere with that, I want to give a tip of the cap to someone who got drafted over the weekend. Huge news, great story. Hey, Taya Curry, congratulations on being drafted to the Sarnia Sting of the OHL. think that is absolutely kick-ass. I showed my daughter, and listen, that just shows you that anything is freaking possible Go for your dreams, strive for whatever, do what you need to do, and you can get there. That's all I want to say on that. Guys, what the hell happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Up 3-1, out 4-3 by the hands of the Montreal Canadiens. It looked like they died out in Game 7. Josh, floor is yours first. Jamie, you're next. And then Jen. Um, what happened? What didn't happen? You know, you lose your captain. Uh, Jake Muzzin goes down to injury. You get outstanding goaltending from Jack Campbell. Uh, your star players in Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner pretty much take the series off. William Nylander lights up the Habs. A lot happened in that series. Um, could, why couldn't they get it done? I don't think we'll know that answer until next year when we can get the correct pieces on the team to make it. Like they mentioned in the press conference, it's killer instinct. And I don't know what that means. Like, Who do we bring in? supposedly that killer instinct was supposed to be brought in with uh, Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton and bringing back Jason Spezza <laughs> and Zach Bogosian, but that didn't happen. So we'll see. I'll hand it over to, to someone else now because I can rant on about this team. But I'd love to hear what you guys think about what happened. Go ahead, Jamie. I'll save mine for last. Well... At the end of the day, no excuses. Keith came out and said no excuses. I know Campbell blamed himself for that, that Gallagher goal that that gets stopped nine times out of ten. Um, and in any given night in the National Hockey League, that puck gets stopped. You're right. No Jonathan, no Jonathan Tavares. You lose him the first nine minutes of game one. We had a 65% Nick Foligno with one assist throughout the whole series. We lose Jake Muzzin. Uh, game six, I believe, and C- Campbell just—he just needs a little bit more experience. And I know people said, "Well, you're you're talking crazy because Carey Price played against the Pittsburgh Penguins team that played okay." But you know, in in fairness, who nobody on each panel, TSN Sportsnet, picked the Montreal Canadiens. Even Eric Angles, who covers the Habs. Picked the Leafs in seven games. So, but in the last what four years, we've lost. We're what zero and three in in games games where where we can win the series. Or and we lost last year to Columbus in five games. Like, and we haven't won a series since two thousand four. So was that elephant in the room? And was that on the minds of the Toronto Maple Leafs? It, it just it's it's gonna take it's gonna take a long time. It took Crosby five or six years. It's going to take McKinnon now a little while. So it's there's there's growing pains as guys like Mariner and Matthews. They've only been in the league since 2015 and 2016. McKinnon's been in the league since 2013. So Leaf Nation just has to understand what Dubas is doing, what Keith is doing. If if they if they keep Dubas, I, I believe Jim Rutherford is available. Put him in the in that yeah. Position. Right, put him in that position. Is is Kyle <laughs> Dubitz trying to pull a Theo Epstein? I know I, I waited for thirty years for the Cubs to win, 
but Theo Epstein came through. He, he helped the Red Sox, and then he helped the helped the the Cubs. They won World Series, right? I I, I really think it's Leaf Nation that just doesn't have the right amount of patience to understand how the office is doing things. But Campbell's not Carey Price. He's he's not a top twenty goalie. Twenty. He's not a top twenty goalie in the league. He needs to. He's that's his first playoff experience. But you go down through the whole list. Yeah, we lost. We lost players. But you know, Montreal just they had bigger D. You're looking. At, you see it right now in the Jets series. They could potentially beat the Jets tonight and win that series and sweep the Jets, who just turned around and swept, swept the Oilers. So it look what look. I know it's. People say, oh, we should have got Corey Perry instead of Wayne Simmons. That's hindsight's 2020. That's, that's, that's water under the bridge. Right? We, we got the players we had. We dealt with the players we had. Dubas is trying the best he can. So at the end of the day, move forward and, and, and start fresh in, in August of September. See how it goes then. And I, it's just, I know there's so many Leaf fans right now, just they've jumped off the wagon. And I, I have been so disgusted in the, in the last week of people going on social media and burning their Leafs jerseys. Doug Gilmore came out and said, this is a goddamn disgrace. You're, you're burning Leafs jerseys. What, what does that prove? What does that prove? What's, what's that actually going to prove? So, you know, whether Leaf Nation wants to be actual true Leafs fan, that that's up to themselves, but you really just got to be patient because you know, like, you know, Dubis is young, but look what look what Theo Epstein did. People that that didn't play the game like Jim Rutherford or guys that have won the Stanley Cup, right? I know he had success in the OHL and, and success in the Marlies, but just you just got to kind of, I've I've accepted it. You know, Clark Monroe said, "Give it twenty four hours." I was really pissed off within that two hours of the game being over. And now, once twenty-four hours rolled by, I'm I'm totally fine with the outcome of what happened. You just got you just got to be patient. So that's that's my thought. But you know, yeah. Well, we'll get Jen on the thought here too. Okay, Jen, what's your thought here on the Maple Leafs here in that series? First of all, Dubis isn't the problem. Second of all, if we're gonna put some like blame anywhere, I'm going to Keith first and foremost. Um, third of all. What did I say in the first game in our chat about the, the Leafs, how they weren't playing playoff hockey? That was their problem through all this. Yes, we lost a few players. Yes, we lost Traveris, but that wasn't the end all. There's enough talent on this team to go through, but they're lacking the right, and I use the word handler loosely, but they're lacking that right. The coach is supposed to, you know, bring these players together, get them going. The talent's there. We saw it all season but they just couldn't find it in the, in, in the postseason. And with regards to, to the fans, like, get over it. It's, it's a game. You have another chance next year. Things aren't always fair, but, like, some of the stuff that I'm seeing and, like, the attacking of the players and their families and stuff, like, get a grip. You know, this is a game for entertainment purposes. This isn't, you know, the end of the world. And some of the stuff I've seen, like, with regards to uh, our host, James, and his uh, – really nice touching video just kind of like you know just it ruins me it's like what what when did we stop becoming like peaceful people and just start ripping each other apart now i get leafs leafs nation is it's probably one of the biggest fan bases but you guys like 
it, it's been it's it's tough yeah i get it but i mean you can't you can't bully people players into playing better you just kind of gotta wait till the next year it's how it is but like i was saying the leafs were not a playoff team they just did not show up to play playoff hockey they had a few moments i'll give you that but they just were not what we need to see in the playoffs it's a different game we all know that and sadly the leafs did not know how to play and there was enough experience on that team that should have happened but i'm 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 pointing the finger at you keith all right well i'm gonna throw my little piece in here i just sent a message to the group there uh it's what i said six days ago so it mirrors what you said I said, disagree. Coach didn't adjust when the players weren't going. Could have shifted things around more, give more chances to get rolling. It's fault across the board, but Dubas definitely did what he could and got the pieces in place. So you look at Sheldon Keefe, and it took the game seven, guys, game seven, for him to do something with Austin Matthews and William Nylander that they did when they were in their rookie season, which was switch them. I put them on the same power play, but switch their sides so they can get offensive chances rolling. You waited to game seven with that. Your power play has been stagnant for months. This is your opportunity to do something. Keith was outcoached last year, and he was outcoached again this year by a guy who might not even be behind the Habs bench when the season rolls around next year. Now, Dushara may get the chance, but here's the thing. You look at John Tavares going down, and I will say this. The Leafs are so heavily focused on the offense and their top two lines that they weren't hoping for anything off their bottom two lines. And when Tavares went down, it made it very easy for the Habs to run four defenders. And you've seen it well over 25 minutes apiece and just swarm Austin Matthews and Mitch Martin. That's what they did. There was no threat really coming from Kerfoot, Nylander, Galchenyuk, or whatever combo you put on that line, whether it was Felino or anything else, nothing else was a threat. When you have that two-headed monster, it's a threat and teams need to game plan properly. Now, I'm not making an excuse, but I'm just saying it's a lot easier to smother your best players with their best players. And that's all you need to do. And with Montreal, they don't have anybody to hone in on. They have some names, but they don't have any superstars that you overly defend on. They get group scoring throughout their lineup. Rookie guys like Suzuki, Deneau, you look at just go through Byron. It doesn't matter. They all differently score, and they contribute to the team up and down. Toronto didn't have that. They didn't have the continuity through their lineup. And I'm going to say one thing that, Jen, you're probably not going to like. Joe Thornton should have sat, and some youthful energy should have came into that lineup in Brooks or something else because he was not the Joe Thornton we've seen against Winnipeg towards the end of the season, and he was not being effective. Same thing with Simmons. You can't Once, put that on Joe, though. I mean, like, I, you gotta, he did score you gotta, a power play you. goal. He was more there for that experience. Like, I agree with you. I agree with you. He probably got too much ice time, but it, it, it's not his fault. I'm like, not saying, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's his fault, but what I'm saying is if you see a chance to take a guy out that maybe not feeling it or maybe not be able to get over whatever it is, same with Simmer. Once Montreal sat him down in game five, his game changed. He was no longer the boogeyman to them. He was no longer intimidating them. He was no longer threatening them. You know, it was no longer, oh, that's Wayne Simmons. we got to watch out. Once they put him on his ass a couple times, they were like, oh, we're not worried about this guy anymore. There's no pushback from him. Screw that. I don't give a crap. You can be Wayne Simmons all you want. I'm going to run you over. That's what happened. That's what happened. Then you lose Jake Muzzin, another guy that would sit you on your ass. They don't have him anymore. So you throw yeah. in a guy like Rasmus Sandin and Travis Dermott. 
Those guys weren't ready. You've seen what happened with Dermot in giveaways. You've seen what happened with Sandine in giveaways. And you've seen what happened with Gal Chenya in giveaways. It all led to goals. But what I'm saying is Keith had the opportunity to do what Desharm did. Shorten his defensive bench. Use your big-name defenders. Riley, Brody, Muzzin when he was there. Hall, use them more. Up their minutes, elevate their minutes, and leave the other guys out of it. That's what you need to do. Elevate the minutes of players that were having good games. Why not put Matthews on a line with Nylander and Spezza? They were, they were all humming, so let them go. Drop Marner down. Put him on the second and third line. Let him get some favorable looks with different defense. That's what a coach is supposed to do. And he did not do those things this year or last year. And maybe he's learning on the job. I don't know. I don't know. But that should be pretty basic stuff. If mm-hmm. a guy isn't feeling it, and if, if we all can see it, if the broadcast can see it, and a guy isn't going, you have to put him in a favorable position to either, A, get going, or staple his ass to the bench, much like what's-his-nuts did over in Winnipeg with Shifley. Staple him to the bench. That's what he did. So these are simple coaching things. But for people to go out there and do what they've been doing all week, and look, I don't give a crap. You guys can rag on me all you want. You see every comment you put out there. I just laugh and say, hey, thanks for watching. I don't care. I'm going to say thank you because these guys didn't have to play. They could have sat at home. They could have opted out and done nothing. But they were there for our entertainment. And what's with this whole, what's with this whole, oh, they're getting paid $11 million. I mean, first of all, it's hard on their bodies. It's dangerous to their brain. Like there's so many risks involved in playing hockey. I know so many players that are retired now. They can barely walk. Hey, let me throw this one to you. So for your guys' job, so if you go to work tomorrow and you have a bad day, so we all should pile in your comment section and attack you personally because you had a bad day. You had a bad day on the job. How would you feel? You're human. You feel it. But, hey, you have a job, and you make whatever bucks an hour, so you should be fine. It's okay. Your feelings don't matter. Guys, piss off. Feelings matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not trying to coddle them. I'm not trying to make them my friend. I'm not trying to love on them. No, I'm just trying to say, hey, you can be a fan. You can get upset. You can be angry, but there's ways to freaking do it. Do it right. And you guys want the, like, I don't understand. I say you guys. I see a lot of people on social media. You want these great players to come to Toronto and play here? Guess what? They don't come here, like Jamie McCowan said. They don't come here because the media sucks and the fans suck the life out of the game. So if you're going to do both of those things, guess what? You're not going to get some of these marquee players. And we're very lucky right now that guys like Spezza and Bogosian want to show up on this team. Thornton wanted to come to this team. Wayne Simmons. Guys want to play here. So let's not start making it a horrible, toxic place to play. And I don't give a rat's ass. You make 11 million, 1 million, 750K, treat it the same. It's respect across the board. You want to be a fan and chirp? You can chirp. You paid your money, great. But when you start attacking personally and going that way, you can piss right off. And I don't even want to talk to you. You're stupid. All I did was say thank you for showing up and playing during a pandemic, which you didn't have to freaking do. And half of you who chirped me probably didn't go to work during the entire damn pandemic. You sat at home on Twitter or whatever you did, and that's the way you did your shit. So go ahead and rant all you want. Stupid. Josh, I saw your mug and it got me scared. Come back, Josh. Hey. I figured it out. I'm back. All right. Well, I'm done. That's, that was that was my rant. Uh, it's good points. You made good points, and it's it's true. Like I don't understand why the Leaf fan 
base hasn't figured out that, you know, how toxic they are and how they do prevent players from wanting to play here. I mean, the media is one thing, but hockey is about the fans. So if you're going to push away the players that want to come play here, what the hell are you complaining about? Just enjoy what you get. If you're going to sit and complain, that's what you get. Least the base fan base was more happy when we had shitty players and a shitty team. Because everybody agreed the team was shitty and it was just a shitty atmosphere all around. And everybody seemed to be happier. Now that there's expectations and good players, nobody's happy. Stupid. And then you got guys like Josh going off to be a Seattle Kraken fan. What's that about? All right, let me explain myself here because I'm getting unnecessary shit for this. Oh, you're going to so, Okay, no, okay. I love hockey, all right? <laughs> love it. I'll watch it all the time. Watching this leaf. <laughs> and let me defend myself here because, James, you brought up some great points. Like, I will never – what are you doing? <laughs> I will never, ever, like, trash on a player personally. That's their job is blah, blah, blah. Sure, you can question salary sometimes. <laughs> you should never go after a guy for what they make or all that. All I'm saying is I'll still cheer for the Leafs next year. I'll still care about them and all that. But I'm not going to be as invested because, like, I was actually hurt this year when they didn't give me that effort that I was expecting from them. So I want to be able to enjoy hockey next year. I want to follow a team and, like, get some enjoyment out of it instead of heartbreak. So if I go and cheer for the Kraken, their expectation is that they should be able to play 82 games. That's the only thing I'm expecting from them. It's going to be fun. my point for me, though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I'm not saying I'm not going to cheer for the Leafs. I just want to have a – new outlet where I have no expectations for them. See, where the nation had no expectations, everybody was happy. I wasn't. No expectations and no one's happy. I wasn't happy. What happens when the Kraken gets expectations and are good? Then you're going to be like, I got to go. I got to go over there. That's what I mean. What expectation? What if if Seattle runs the table like Vegas did and goes all the way to the cup final? Are you going to be just as crushed? Or are you going to be like, ah, this is house money. I think Josh is just I think Josh is just kind of still upset and that after the summer he'll reflect. I don't think the Kraken is going to be his second team. He's a Leaf fan and I I mean I just think it's the the emotions are running hot running hot right also, now. I'll, I will forever be a Leafs fan. I always will be. I just want another team that I can It's okay watch. to have another team. Yeah, and that's all I'm trying to do. I like and, it's not, and nobody can call me a bandwagon fan because they don't have a history. No, That's why I'm doing definitely, it. Definitely, it's, it's gonna be fun I to fall on the Kraken. Like all I could do, like if you wanted me to, actually, okay, I'm the world's biggest Colorado Avalanche fan now. That's different, right? But as for the Leafs, like I'm sure they'll figure it out. But right now, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> You're a pony friend of the court. Listen, we got to talk a little bit about the Leafs here, guys. I want to ask a question right here. Um, Zach Hyman, hashtag Hyman Hustle. I've loved him since he came to Halifax. Followed him the whole nine yards, know his whole story, actually know his family, know his dad who owns the Markham Royals, know that whole situation. The header on my OHT certifies me dropping the puck for the Markham Royals. You know, that's Hyman's team. So it's pretty cool to be a part of that. But to see him now work himself, overachieve on the contract he has, and now presents himself with an opportunity to make a lot of money. You know, is he going to stay with the Toronto Maple Leafs on a hometown deal over an eight-year contract? That seems to be what the vibe I'm getting from certain people is. It's going to be a long-term deal to lower AAV to stick around because he is going to be 29 coming into this season. You want to have some job security, money in your bank. Uh, guys love to make sure, especially a guy like Hyman, 
who a lot of wear and tear on that body, he's going to want the extra years, right, to get paid. So for me, if he goes out into the market, like you said, uh, I think it was Josh, he looked good in Edmonton. You know, what can Edmonton afford to pay him, though? I mean, I think they're going to have some cap space, but they got a lot of things they need to address other than just getting a Zach Hyman in your lineup. He looked great with McDavid. But at the same time, what are they going to offer him? And does he get to play at home? You know, his parents are there. His family's there. Everything he does within the community is built in there. Can you build that in Edmonton? Probably. But will it be the same? Probably not. He came through there. He used to play in Windsor, right? For the Windsor Wings before they became the Markham Royals. And then he went over to the Michigan and played there for the NCAA. So he's pretty close to that area. So I don't see him leaving. It's going to be a hard decision to leave. But what do you guys think for Zach Hyman? Jamie, I'll get you to go first because we always leave you silent for so long. But don't rant too long. We ain't got too much time. No, man, you, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Everybody drink. <laughs> Everybody take a shot. See Josh's face. He's not getting the, the $4 million for six years. Like a lot of people had mentioned in the last number of days on Twitter, would be a great deal, $4 million for six years. Unfortunately, he's going to get what he deserves. He, if he stays in Toronto, it's going to be – I don't know how tight it's going to be because we've got other players. But if we let Anderson go, which I strongly believe is going to happen, Freddie Anderson is gone. It's going to be Campbell's net. And maybe we keep Riddich. Maybe we keep hey, – Stay within the Zach Hyman realm of things. We're not going down the goalie rabbit hole right now. Just stay within the Zach Hyman. Is he going to sign or is he going to go? That's all we need to know. I got to keep this on the rails. All right. All right. He's, Give he's me a dead. number in a year, Jamie. Come on. <laughs> he's going to get He's going to get around 6.2, 6.5 for about seven or eight years. All right. All right, Josh, what does he get? Um, if he stays in Toronto, you're probably looking at a – what's the max they can give him, seven? They give him seven, but I think if he stays in Toronto, you're probably looking at about five, five, two. Yeah. Five. Well, if, if he stayed in Toronto, it's going to be – they're going to have to sacrifice term because they're going to ask him to sacrifice money. If yep. he hits the free agent market, he's getting paid max term, max money. So I, I can't put a price on it because we don't know what this market's going to look like, um, especially with the flat cap. But if I was to estimate, if he's staying in Toronto, you're probably looking between – uh, 4.9 and 5.2. Uh, if he hits the free agent market, anywhere from 5.5 upwards. Definitely, Jen. What do you uh, think here for Zach Hyman? Um, yeah, I don't know. Here, simple question. Is he staying in Toronto or is he going somewhere you hit else? the nail on the head. Um, it depends. I mean, I, I could see him coming back maybe for one or two seasons. I mean, as you said, he's 29. If he thinks that the Leafs can have another chance and he wants to, you know, go with this core as for how much he'll get paid, I no clue. But um, I'm hopeful that he comes back for another season or two because I like kind of what he brought. I say he's going to get 5-1 over eight years. That's my prediction. Stays with the Leafs. That's going to be it. So we're going to do rapid fire right here. Do you want Zach Hyman for eight years? Do I want Zach Hyman for eight years? Well, that's what they're going to have to get him if they want him to stay. And here's the good thing, too. They modified the CBA now. So those contracts for guys that are over 35 no longer linger on your books if they retire. So Right. And you you got to add, add, add too, uh, ESPN. What's the 
the TV network that's coming in. ESPN and uh, yeah, so TNT or something. Yeah, TNT. That's for basketball. Yeah, no, but it's not. It's not going to affect the cap this year. That's saying at eighty-one five. That's not. I thought maybe when ESPN comes in, the cap's going to go up a little bit. No, it's going to be. They're going to make the money back first. Okay. So that's going to stick around like that for a little bit. So we're going to do rapid fire here for the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot of free agents, a lot of different guys that may be leaving the Maple Leafs. I'm going to say a name. Three of you say, stay or go. Zach Bogosian, go around the circle. Jamie Annecy, stay or go. He, he goes. He's he's done. Jen. Sure, goes. Josh. I'll say he stays. I say Zach Bogosian stays, and it's uh, probably another one-year, one-mil deal. Jason Spezza. Yep. Oh, he's staying. He's staying, 100%. Josh? He's staying. Jen? Too cheap to leave. Yeah, I'd say he stays. I'd say he stays and he gets a bit of a raise for what he's done. Uh, This one might sting Jen a little bit. Joe Thornton. A, there's a two-parter on this one. A, does he stay? B, does he retire? Me first. Me first. Yep. Me first. Goes to San Jose to retire. Oh, all right, all right, Jamie. I gotta, I gotta agree with with Jen. Goes back and plays with Marlo, maybe, and retires on the beach. Josh, uh, guy wants a cup, so it won't be with San Jose, but he's not staying in Toronto. <laughs> okay, okay. He's forty-one years old. He'll be forty-two, I guess, by next season. He's not. He doesn't. He's not. He's got no speed. He's. You know what? I'm not going to rip on Joe Thornton, but I think no, if he's it. at the end of his career, he's going to retire in San Jose. If he wants another chance to win a cup, he's going to see if another team will pick him up that has the potential. And I'd be okay if that was Pittsburgh. I doubt that'll happen, but I'd be absolutely okay with that. He's going to Colorado. Colorado, remember Ray Borg? Ray Borg left Boston to win a cup, goes to Colorado. Different set of circumstances all the no, way around. Thornton's going to Colorado. And, and Josh, you go that. ahead, though. You had something to say. Well, no, I was just saying, if he wants to retire a Shark, he can still play somewhere next year and then sign a one-day yeah. contract with the Sharks yeah. and do one of those stupid little ceremony things they always do for players. So, just like Gordy yeah. Howard did. Played there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing stopping him from retiring a Shark. So here's the next one, guys. Alex Galchenyuk. This guy's a little bit, uh, a little bit of an enigma. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Uh, Galchenyuk, that's that's a tough one because they said that he had uh, they had some interest on him. So I think he's a bargain bin guy. So I think you got to bring someone like him back if they'll be able to make it work. I'm not sure because I I see a team like Ottawa, uh, maybe Seattle, maybe the Red Wings seeing what he did with the Leafs with the proper resources, and they might want to bring him in and be able to give him a little bit more money. So I don't think he'll be back as a Leaf, but I would like him to be back as a Leaf. All right, Jamie. I don't. I don't think he can sign a two-way deal, so I, I believe he's gone. Jen. Uh, yeah, two-way deal. Um, he'll stay. I think he stays. I think he gets a one-year deal to see if he can prove what he did this year was not just a flash in the pan. Next guy on the old docket there is we're going to be looking at uh, who's in a free agent. One just left. Oh, Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. All the truculents in the world, Wayne Simmons. Josh, is he staying? Going? He's gone. Jamie. Adios. <laughs> well, he's from Scarborough, though. So, what, how, did, how does that work out? He wants to stay in I'm Toronto. I'm from Scarborough. 
Yeah, Boros. Yeah, I've been down there before. I, I don't know how he how he leaves. He's from Scarborough, so. Well, it's pretty easy. He just gets on a plane and flies back to the states. Yeah, maybe maybe for seven fifty. Are you talking about Simmons? Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for seven fifty. I don't really care where he goes. He can go anywhere. I had no emotional <laughs> attachment to that guy. I have none, zero. But you know what? You got to remember, James, and I, I know you wanted to do this fast. This is a team that could pick up where they left off in the regular season, and they could do a deeper run. So you're going to be looking. There's going to be lots of conversations with, with uh, Dubis and hopefully a new coach. I'm sorry. Um, okay, stop, stop right there. Keith's coached 103 NHL games. Like, let's give this guy a chance. I've coached none, and I would have done a better job. And I, and I, I, I will say that to his face. Like, you I don't – you don't – you don't you <laughs> you don't do what you do like you learn from each game a good coach learns from each game and we're not going to rip on him he came in with stars in his eyes but he did not know how to run a bench and i don't care if if he's been doing it for 103 games or 5 games a good coach knows how to run a bench and it, it could be minor hockey or like Jamie says the junior c a good coach knows how to run a bench Sheldon that's Keith. why I was that's under the influence when I talked about that. Just bring in Bruce Boudreaux. Just to be clear, I was under the influence when I talked, made my comment about the Junior C. Just, just to be clear. All right, let's let's switch gears Look here. Look at Jeremy Colton in Chicago. He's, All right, he, we, we talked. We killed <laughs> hey, the Maple Leafs soccer. Let's get this. Uh, I'll back on the rails for just a second. Okay, we got about five minutes here before we wrap up. A lot of things still happening within the NHL. Guys, Habs, do they get past the next team in the next round? Yes or no? Josh. Sorry, are you asking if they get past the Jets or if they get – If they get past the whoever they play in the, from the States next no, round. No, no chance. Ken, no chance. Who? Do the Habs move on beyond round three? No chance. Mm. Oh, you mean go to the Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. Final? No. Yes. I see. Yes, they do. We usually want the team that beats you to go on, but I mean, in this case. I don't want them to go on, but there's a thing about this Carey Price mystique when he's in either for Canada or when he's in pressure games, and the guy can perform. And the young guys on the team are starting to pick it up for him, so we'll see what happens there. I want to ask this one question, though. Who wins the Stanley Cup? Out of the teams that are left, who is your betting favorite? Josh, go. Oh, uh, fuck. Um, whoever wins the Vegas-Colorado series. Yep. <clears throat> I'll take uh, – give me, give me Colorado. No, I'm taking Colorado. Okay, I'll have Vegas then. <laughs> I, no, you're right. I'm with, I'm with him too. I've been saying it since the middle of this season. The, the Stanley Cup winner is going to be either Vegas or Colorado. So it kind of sucked that they met so early, but – um, yeah, definitely one of those teams wins. Yeah. Well, I'm picking Jamie. the team that makes me the richest. Sorry, I'm make, I'm picking the team that makes me the richest. I'm on the David Bastel train, the Carolina Hurricanes. So, I mean, Tampa's if you want kind of, if you want value in a deep pockets uh, full of money at the end of the month, then I would. Tampa's leading that series three one though. Just throw that out there. The Leafs were also leading three one, and what happened? Dun dun dun. Well, the Sharks were winning, leading three nothing. Oh, I gotta go. I, I don't want to be the same as Jen and Josh, but I've got to go with Nate McKinnon. Lives down the road, so we'll leave it. Yeah. At that. Hopefully, get the, and hopefully James got the same answer. But 
He picks the Habs. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I picked the Habs for the cup final. Let Nathan hear that one. Uh, you know, for me, <laughs> I, I look at it like this. I say, uh, I'll be like Josh. I'll hit the nail on the head. I use every cliche we got in this show. Whoever wins that series wins the cup. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. And there's a lot of people who seem to think the New York Islanders might have an opportunity, but I think the Boston Bruins got a lot to say about that. So, but ladies and gentlemen, this is Five, three, right now. we will be back at her again. I thank you very much for joining me here on offside. Cause it's offside hockey talk where hockey comes to talk.